then that, and we go. To tell you the truth, this is probably the most stressed I've ever been overbooking a trip. Don't really even want to talk about it, but I'll let you know how it's all going. Almost packed, Lego for the kids. This thing is huge now. Are kids playing with this stuff again? And I got 10 ideas to cut down on packing because this is something that I'm facing right now. Folks, it is Tuesday, June 27, 2023. I'm Steven Sierski, the stressed traveler sitting here in Beijing, China, and I should be in Canada this weekend, but honestly, I don't even want to go anymore. I am fed up with looking for tickets. You're going, Steve, didn't you book this thing already? No, I didn't. And the reason why is because I thought these tickets would get cheaper in some way or shorter in some way. Now, you might be thinking, well, Steve, no, don't you know that these fly, the, the tickets go up because it's cheaper for the airlines to fly without you than it is with you on the plane because of jet fuel costs and stuff like that. I get you. Before I was thinking, I'm okay with doing the 43 hours in Amsterdam or flying to Europe first. But now I'm looking at this going, no way, man. I got to look at a, a ticket that gets me there in like less than 19 hours. I do not want to spend three days in transit to get to this thing. If I can't find a ticket like that, basically 19 hours or less, 18 hours or less, I'm not going. I will cancel the trip. I will say, sorry, guys, I can't do it because... This is, it's just too, too much, too much to take. And the problem with some of these transfers is that the baggage isn't checked through. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. Now, this is going to create a little bit of a, a, a situation here. And you're wondering, well, Steve, this is why you're supposed to book your tickets early. I remind you what I said a couple of days ago. A lot of these tickets weren't available six months ago. They weren't even available three months ago. We're, we are only J June. It's the sixth month of the year. This country didn't open up until March, maybe April in some cases. So it's like for all the planning, and those tickets were stupidly expensive. I've been looking at Air Canada, horribly expensive. And the, the most direct flights that I can fly going through Vancouver, this is what I'm talking about, direct. I still have to transfer. I mean, horribly expensive. So that's why I use these uh, cheap discount sites, but... A lot of times it's a hit or miss. You don't know. You got to keep on checking and, you know, what's your time worth? So, to pacify myself, I did jump in and I uh, did a little bit of uh, work today. Uh, tomorrow I might do some more and maybe if the things are sort of going the way I think they're going to go, if I don't leave until Friday, then I might work on Thursday as well and then that will sort of alleviate some of the issues. <laughs> I'm going to lie. Yes, I am finding working to be very therapeutic in a way because I'm sitting here doing nothing but looking at plane tickets and it's just giving me anxiety and I don't like it anymore. So uh, that might be something I have to sort of just deal with, um, jump in, do some work if I can, um, and then take off. It doesn't help that on Monday night when I'm in Canada, I'm going to have to be uh, working again. Like it just, it kind of bothers me actually that I have to do this, but this is and maybe that'll have to change. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but uh, we'll see how that. Let's get to Canada first. Uh, the one thing is like, <laughs> here's the funny part. It's maybe not so funny. When I touch down in Canada, I'm going to Edmonton. So Edmonton is where all, the whole family has decided to get together this year. 
Uh, and it's the first time we've gotten together in, in many, many years. I haven't seen a lot of these people in five, six years, four, five, six years, right? So you might be thinking, well, thinking like, Steve, you got to go. Like, okay, that, that's fair, fair to say when you're not looking at a 60-hour flight, a 60-hour transit, okay? If you had to do the 60 hours, what would you do? Right? I know one other cousin, she's not going. She, uh, she was in Canada earlier this year. She's uh, decided not to go to this one. There are other people who are not going, so it's not... Like it's not going to be the complete whole entire family. It's going to be a lot of them. But as we get older, I mean, hard to get everybody assembled sort of thing. So anyway, I won't bore you with the details of uh, all the, the family uh, um, schedules, basically. But I'm thinking, yeah, if I can fly out Friday, I could work the next couple of days to take my mind off of things. So I'm not sitting around here jittery and everything. And, uh, and then that way, you know, I'm sort of pacified. I got myself occupied and I've been packing over, uh, I guess, because one of the things, like, one of the cheapest tickets I could fly uh, round trip was actually leaving tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. But I would have to spend 40 hours in Amsterdam or 20 hours in Amsterdam. I'm sitting there going, I don't want to sit in Amsterdam for 20 hours, right? Like it's a, it, this, uh, something's not right here that I'm having to do that. Not only that, I'm not really packed. I could be packed, but then I'm rushing things again. So if I had another two days to get stuff done and organize and, you know, pack <laughs> and not fly for 40 hours or 50 hours, then I might be a little bit more calm once I get into Canada. This is And this is the thing that's sort of getting me because if I'm getting flustered, if I'm going to be spending 60 hours en route, by the time I get there, I will be such a wreck. It won't be like calm, cool, Steve. As it is, like I don't know, but it, it's just going to be like I'll I'll feel if anything resentful, and I don't want that. And that's so. This is something that I'm trying to avoid. And I I, I can hear people saying, "Well, it's fa it's family, it's this," and then I'm going. There is a line I was actually reading the Reddit uh, thread today called "I don't want to travel anymore." Uh, was I don't want to travel? Is it okay not to travel anymore? I, I got to check this one because this was uh, actually quite appropriate. Has anyone else lost the desire to travel? And this was written by uh, some lady um, back in 2021, I guess it was. And uh, this, is, this was actually quite interesting to read because the things that, and a lot of the comments that are still being posted on this thread... Um, is, is all about, you know, people who used to travel quite a bit, and then all of a sudden, it, actually, it's not all of a sudden, and not necessarily because of coronavirus, but coronavirus sort of made it a little bit more uh, visible. They just don't want to travel anymore. And the, the long, the layovers, um, the hotels, the, the crummy weather that you can in, uh, in, uh, encounter, all those little, all the little aggravations that add up add to it that you know i ha there's a deadline and if you miss this deadline then how are you going to feel if you don't make that deadline which is basically this weekend right so all that being said i mean it's an interesting read uh kind of interested interested to see that people are still posting on this again has anyone else lost their desire to travel after 2020 this is uh uh, by uh, Beep Beep Badoop is the uh, poster on Reddit. So look that up. Um, if you're ever sort of looking at, you're, you're just sort of doubting 
what you're doing. And I, I, I hear you because that's exactly what I'm going through right now, that I don't want to travel. I, I, I'd like to be there, but I don't want to travel. I don't want to have to pack, which is one of the reasons why this list of how to cut down on packing is, is today's 10 ideas. I don't want to sit in another city. It's, it's not a party. That's the thing. It's like get the, the whole transit. It seems like, oh, what, don't you want to go to Amsterdam? Amsterdam's a nice city. If everything goes fine, what if the baggage gets lost? What if I end up, what if the plane is delayed getting out of Amsterdam? What if I lose my way and I can't find my way to the airport in Amsterdam? What if I oversleep, you know, etc. So there's all these things that sort of on a good, cheerful, well, good day that doesn't have any problems going on, having a 40-hour, 20-hour layover, a 60-hour trip, if you got all the time in the world, which you could probably argue I do, I have no dependence, so I mean, it's not like I have a major deadline other than be in Canada this weekend. That's it, for Canada Day for this reunion. But, you know, making that work... <laughs> Making that one simple thing has been uh, made troublesome by my own negligence and my own procrastination, although maybe optimism of that something will work out. And something will work out, even if it means that I'm not going to go. I was very close to sending my mother a message saying, you know, is it okay if I just don't go to this thing? I'm not finding tickets that are going to be any uh, closer. And so I'm not sure if I finished this thought. One of the reasons I was looking for a shorter ticket and not one of the cheaper tickets is because up and the up until recently, or a lot of the times when I'm checking for this stuff, I'm going for the cheapest ticket. First of all, it flies out tomorrow. I got to stay in Amsterdam. But then also, I've already arranged my return ticket in two or three weeks' time. Now that was so that was the cheapest possible ticket. But keep in mind, I am now sitting in Amsterdam for twenty hours with the uh, aforementioned sort of issues with that. Like it becomes a three-day trek rather than, you know, a day and a half, maybe a half a day, which is what it's supposed to take to get to Canada. So I, I think with that going, if I just take the more expensive ticket, if I buy two one-way tickets to make sure that I'm getting the, the flights that I want rather than having a bundled package of the cheapest ticket possible, it might work out better to have that flexibility. I don't know. What do you guys do in this situation? You London folks, I'm not sure if it's a good question to ask you because you guys had some very good fares going from Beijing to London. I saw them. I saw them. I was actually debating flying into London to spend a week or whatever it was. But then I'm sitting there going, if I fly to London, there goes all the money I've basically saved. London's an expensive city. Uh, that and again, the whole vacation thing again, Referring back to this Reddit thread and re referring back to the reason why I didn't go to Poland and Ukraine anyway was simply because I just wasn't feeling very motivated or uh, inspired to get going. So it was, I've pushed back the amount of traveling I'm going to do. I've simplified the amount of traveling I'm going to do. I'm extending my time in Canada, but I'm also playing it a little bit more closer to the edge because I haven't really booked all my tickets just yet. Actually, I haven't booked any of my tickets. <laughs> just, just to make that very clear, and you might be going, Steve, that's crazy. That's no wonder you're 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 flustered. But th these these plans have changed. They've evolved. It it wasn't my original plan. 
things just had to change a little bit. Now, this will not happen again because the next trip that I do have planned is a little bit more. It does have a deadline, but I, I know how that one should play out. The only the problem with that one actually is it's going to require a visa and a vaccination, not of the COVID variety, but of the yellow fever variety. So that one's going to be um, a little bit more interesting. And that trip, if it doesn't go ahead, not a huge deal. It actually saves me a bunch of money. But on the same token, if I can make it work, why not now? That would be a trip that I'd want to revisit to go do after having not done it for so many years. And I'll explain more um, once things sort of become a little bit more solidified as well. Maybe talking about that trip would be better than talking about Canada because I'll tell you, that trip sounds like a better idea than figuring out this Canada trip only because those tickets I've already looked at and going, I've already priced them out six months ahead. Those flights are uh, all a go, even from Beijing to the transfers and everything. Um, all it's You'd have to transfer to the destination anyway. So there, there's no, I'm not losing anything uh, by sort of, having that transfer, having that layover in those different places. But anyway, I am almost packed. I mean, to, to be honest, I was sort of picking out a way today. And this is actually what kind of made me very miffed today. I was looking at all this crap that I'm bringing in. Just, it's just stuff that, you know, like there's a, a drone. Do you need a drone? But if I don't bring the drone, well, you know, we could, the kids can fly it around. Why not? Take some pictures of, like, it's prairie sky. You got to keep in mind <laughs> Because I actually think I'll be driving back with my brother and my mother. And I think it'd be kind of cool to have a drone shot. So and if I don't have a drone, I'm going to regret not having a drone. So you're, again, you're looking at me going, Steve, honestly, go with a backpack. Like, why don't you simplify your life even more? Rent the drone or buy another one in Canada. Put it on payments. You're a smart finance guy, right? Um, so I got this drone. I got this, all these. Uh, one of my cousins requested uh, strange food from China. Uh, so I bought a bunch of uh, duck neck, uh, spicy duck neck. Like, you know that stuff that like burns your mouth. <laughs> like it's so hot. Uh, chicken legs because like I think that's really weird. Even though my cousins are farmers and they have chickens, and I think they eat them. So to tell you the truth, it's I I think it's odd because I didn't grow up with it. But on the farm, there is you know when you are when you have hens and chickens. Uh, I, I'm sure someone's going to eat chicken legs at some point. It, it's I, I don't think it's that odd uh, in that situation. But So I bought some of that. I bought some, um, uh, what do you call this? It's meat floss. And they have a different name for it. Uh, I'm gonna, i got to look this up. Uh, what is it? Okay, so this, yeah, here we are. Uh, first of all, it says child meat crisp, which I thought was, okay, it fits the bill of being very odd and very Chinesey. Uh, so, Child Nutrient Meat Floss. Delicious classic by Fu He. Um, <laughs> and this is this uh, meat floss that uh, when you first come to China, you actually don't know what it is. You, you buy it and you're like, that's what? Why am I eating fluff? I thought that was meat. Why am I eating fluff? And that is exactly what it is. Now, I have no idea why this is Child Nutrient meat floss and on the top it says child meat crisp um delicious classic it says uh yuan wei so it's uh, like um your natural flavor i guess it was 
Boy, that's odd. What is, that's actually why I bought it, to tell you the truth, because I thought uh, people would like to know what packaging in China looks like uh, and uh, to try out the meat floss. So that's one of the things that I, uh, I got for them. The other thing that I've been getting for the kids is uh, Lego. I got at least one box of Lego, just the classic stuff. There's a, I'm not sure if it's just China or if it's uh, like this is a generic, an overall uh, Lego marketing push. They have a lot of specific sets these days, right? So it's like, it's all, um, they are, it's cars, it's uh, licensed, like Marvel characters, Batman, Friends. Uh, it's all brand name stuff that they're doing these days. Back in my days, I remember like, when I was first playing with Lego, that was when like the pirate sets came out, and that was novel. That, that was very new, uh, I think, for them to start doing things like that. Before that, Lego was a very generic toy where like you just got boxes of Lego, I guess, and you made whatever it is that you wanted. You didn't have instructions to, you know, sort of put together piece by piece. Uh, you basically just kind of thought of something and put it together. So that's what I got for uh, the kids this time is just basic Lego class. It's called Lego Classic. <laughs> it's a box of bricks. And I was doing, I was trying to ask the guy at the, in, in the Lego store, which was more sort of uh, a, a better purchase. Is it the Lego Classic box of, of pieces or is it a cup of Lego that you can buy for 180 quai? So 180 quai for the cup or 229 for this box. And I'm looking at this, and he's trying to explain it to me. And uh, this is where my Chinese was failing, so I should have probably been keeping up my Chinese lessons just a little bit more than I have been. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, in looking at, at this Lego store that I was at, um, it wasn't worth it. And one reason is because the type of pieces that were available uh, for the cup. So you basically, by, by the cup, I mean that you go pick your own pieces. And... So I was trying to consider how many uh, pieces you would take, like how many pieces actually you would get. But that doesn't really matter if you can't do much with the uh, uh, the pieces. The box set that I got that is Lego Classic and costs 229 Kwai has different pieces uh, and it has instructions on some, on some things to build, but it has a variety of different pieces. And it's also 5 plus, so that's a big thing. Uh, as a, there are a lot of uh, younger kids in the family at the moment, so don't want. Uh, I, I guess I got to stay away from some of the Legos that are under that age. So, uh, it, hey, for your own needs, maybe if you went to one of the bigger Lego stores, that might be a better idea, uh, better better deal to get the, uh, um, you know, the cup full of Lego pieces or whatever. Maybe if you need a certain piece or whatever. You can get a smaller cup as well for like only 90, 99 quire or something like that, but uh, uh, it didn't seem like it was, seemed like a better idea to get the the, uh, the box set than anything else. All right, um, 10 ideas to cut down on packing. Okay, this is a very rough list. Uh, number one, no electronics. <laughs> Good luck. Only your phone, right? Number two, only two shirts. Uh, it's not going to happen for me. I sweat too much. Um, unless you got those really nice shirts that you can wash and dry like very quickly, those would be good. Uh, number three, one bag only. Uh, not bad. You need a carry-on only. Uh, number four, no toiletries. Just buy the stuff that you need once you get there. 
Number five. Oh, carry on only. That's that's cheating. That's, uh, that's two of them. Um, oh, and I see no liquids is number nine. Oh, shoot. Okay, so those three are all, like, basically the same. Uh, so carry on only. What about um, two carry on only? Backpack and... Oh, you know what a little travel hack I have? You know those um, foldable bags? Uh, there's, like, there's the cloth bags. Take one of those with you. Put that in your backpack. Put that in your carry-on. So that way, when you... When you're going through security and whatever it is, you have the cloth bag wrapped up inside, not the plastic bags. Plastic bags are very loud. I'm talking about a cloth bag or a nylon bag that you can fold up very easily and put into your backpack so that when your travel stuff increases in size, expands for whatever reason, you're able to easily uh, fit other stuff in there. And then that way your backpack can become checked luggage if it has to be. And then you still have a cloth bag for your carry-on. So there you go. Not carry-on only. Put in cloth bag. Use uh, use cloth bag in backpack. There we go. Or put. Uh, there we go. Uh, number six, one camera only. So don't take five different cameras with you. Good luck to some of you folks doing it. Weekend only. Only go for the weekend so you don't have to pack as much at all. Number eight, don't go. <laughs> number nine no liquids so buy whatever it is that you need there but that's the same as uh that's the same as no toiletries what, what can we replace that one with uh no good question number 10 good question um what do you think what's the best way to sort of cut down on all your uh your track uh cut down your packing get uh, rolly bags maybe get wheels for your get wheels for your for your luggage i don't know something like that oh my goodness that's brutal all right folks uh i'm gonna leave it there thank you very much for listening uh hope you enjoyed that bit of a rough list today but uh, that's all the whole point of having the uh, 10 ideas each and every day is to get the exercise muscle working i'll let you know how it goes tomorrow tune in again for another episode of steven sersky's digest thanks very much for listening show notes and tracks up on my website stevensersky.com we'll do this again we'll talk again have a good one bye bye